a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Mike, Live Mike. Check one, two. with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. We made it to Friday. Welcome to this Friday episode of Live Mike, episode number 273. I, you don't need me to tell you that. I know you've got the, the little tally mark on the wall there. I know, I, because you're invested, just like me. Uh, listen, we have so much ground to cover on the program today. Let me give you a quick lay of the land, what we can expect uh, for the next two and a half hours here on KSL News Radio. As you well know, next week, the, uh, the impeachment trial in the Senate uh, against President Donald Trump will commence in earnest. Uh, I use that word in earnest uh, because Maria Chaleos likes it so much. Uh, I <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. She says it's like news speak. Well, when I say it, I mean that the senators responsible for trying the president after the article has been transmitted over from the House, uh, they begin their work. They will hear from the managers. They will hear from the defense on behalf of President Trump. And they will also have opportunities to uh, share questions with the gentleman presiding over the uh, the proceedings. All right. And so that is another chapter of history being written. And to make sure that we are, are ready for it and that we have a good understanding of uh, what you know the past has taught us about today, to have a good understanding of what uh, is actually happening right now, and, and to take a speculative look down the road into the future uh, about what the possible outcomes may mean, uh, we're going to dedicate the 1 o'clock hour to that very fact. Uh, from 1 o'clock until 2 o'clock, we'll be chatting uh, about the impeachment of President Donald Trump, specifically the impeachment trial as it plays out in the United States Senate commencing next week. To wrap up the program today at 2.30, as you've heard all week this week, we have dedicated a half hour to laying out for you all the options available when it comes to the vaccine and the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. We've spoken with Salt Lake County. We've spoken with Utah County. We've spoken with uh, Davis County, Weber County, Morgan County. Uh, And to wrap up the week, we will have a conversation with the immunization director for the Utah Department of Health, Rich Lakin. Uh, He's going to answer some of my questions, and then we'll open up the phone lines and text messages to your questions. So uh, if you want to get a jump on things, Send a message over right now. If you have any questions for the Utah Department of Health, uh, specifically the department's immunization director, send a note over to 57500. Again, 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And later in the program, once we get into that segment, I'll open up the phone lines. Uh, In just a moment, we're going to talk about a proposal put forth by uh, Senator Romney made public just yesterday. But let me give you a heads up that all of today's plans may may change abruptly. I'm looking out the window here, downtown Salt Lake City. I'm looking at the traffic cameras, and it's uh, it's snow coming down pretty heavy, uh, pretty heavily. And so as you throughout this afternoon hear the traffic reports from Ricky Misa, uh, listen up, okay? She's delivering important information, uh, and as she gives advice, uh, she's able to look 
at the roads from her bird's eye view, uh, multiple bird's eye view, as a matter of fact, the traffic center here. It's fascinating. There's a big wall of cameras uh, uh, and screens. You can see everything going on. And uh, as I'm looking at it now, the snow's coming down pretty good. So be safe. You know, remember those uh, fundamentals uh, that keep you safe while driving in the wintertime. All right. Uh, so there's the groundwork. Let's get into the subject matter at hand. And it is this morning something that Senator Romney is calling the Family Security Act. The Family Security Act, as the program was wrapping up yesterday, uh, I got uh, an email from the senator's office explaining this new piece of legislation that the senator is introducing. And it uh, it does a number of things, uh, but very basically, it guarantees a monthly cash payment uh, to families based on the number of children they have. Depending on how many children you have and their ages, uh, you should, Senator Romney, have it his way, uh, you could receive a regular monthly payment. Uh, if those uh, children are between the ages of zero and five, uh, it's $350 per month the senator would like you to have. If your uh, child or children are between six and 17 years old, yeah, 17, uh, that's $250 per month. Annually, that works out for the older kids, six to 17, three grand. For the youngsters, zero to five, that's $4,200 a year, a direct payment, not not uh, you know not something that gets worked out in your taxes or anything. No, this would be handled by the Social Security Administration, and it would uh, just as you have maybe received some of these relief payments during the the COVID nineteen pandemic, it would uh, operate in a similar fashion. And yet, there would be no end date, right? The payments would start. The direct cash payments to Americans with children would start uh, four months into a mother's pregnancy and would continue on indefinitely until the child aged out of eligibility. Now, let me, the interesting thing, as soon as that was released, as soon as that piece of legislation and its associated description was released by the office of Senator Romney, another press release was sent out by the other senator here in the state of Utah, Utah Senator Mike Lee. And contained within that release was a statement where he joined forces with Florida Senator Marco Rubio talking about, uh, well, their reaction to the announcement from Senator Romney. Let me share with you just some of the words here, and then we'll go to a commercial break. We are encouraged by recent proposals to increase tax relief to working families. Upon our initiative, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, remember that, uh, doubled the child tax credit and expanded its eligibility to provide significant tax cuts to working parents with children. Uh, I'm going to jump down now here to the end. It says, however, we do not support turning the child tax credit into what has been called a child allowance. That's the term that by many has been affixed to uh, Senator Romney's plan and, uh, and this piece of legislation, the Family Security Act, which he proposes. The joint statement from Senator Lee and Rubio, again, responding to Senator Romney's proposal, concludes an essential part of being pro-family is being pro-work. An essential part of being pro-family is being pro-work. Now, uh, the, one of the claims on the part of Senator Lee, is that to be handing out money like this, you de-incentivize the the desire to work or the incentive to work. I'll I'll read this again. However, we do not support turning the child tax credit into what has been called a child allowance, paid out as a universal basic income to all parents. 
That is not tax relief for working parents. It's welfare assistance. An essential part of being pro-family is being pro-work. The, the reason Senator Lee, Senators Lee and Rubio make reference to pro-family is if you uh, dig into the details of the Romney plan, you'll see that, uh, that much of the motivation there, at least in his analysis, is to encourage families. Uh, I've run out of time here, but uh, let me take a break real quick. And uh, when we come back, I'll share with you a few more details from this proposal. Uh, And then we'll look at something taking place on the House side of Congress amongst Utah's delegation. So stick around right back with more details on this plan by Senator Romney to hand out money. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Live Mike Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back. 12.51 12.51 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom. Uh, be careful out there on the roads. Man, oh man, uh, y- you might be driving right now, and I, uh, I wish you the very best. All right, stay alert, stay wise, stay prudent, keep a safe distance, uh, stay attuned to the, the weather and the traffic reports, because uh, you don't want to get mixed up in, in any kind of accident going into the weekend, really any time of the week. <laughs> you want to avoid it when you can. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I, I feel the stress, right, coming through the canyons, the the snow is coming down heavily. You're, you're, there is also that pressure of like the vehicle behind you who's going a little bit faster than you're comfortable going. Don't sweat them, all right? Don't you, you worry about what you're up to. Uh, you stay safe. Uh, you stay between the lines. You keep it on the road, uh, and everything will work out uh, uh, just fine. Uh, and stay tuned throughout the day, too, here. We'll keep you updated uh, on the, the goings-on out on the roads, any backups or delays, or when the snow really starts to pile up. You can hear about it right here. On KSL News Radio. All right, I just wanted to play a little cleanup here, tidy up a few of the last remaining details surrounding this Family Security Act. It's a piece of legislation which was revealed by Senator Mitt Romney just yesterday. In fact, I think it was right about the time I was wrapping up the program, I saw that the senator had proposed in legislative form a direct payment, another direct payment. Uh, to families, specifically a monthly cash benefit for families, uh, which would amount to up to $350 a month for uh, for your child. Now, there are two uh, like age categories. Let me share those with you. Two age categories uh, the, within the proposal, uh, within the category called the monthly child benefit. Senator Romney uh, would like uh, for children ages zero to five, for there to be $350 paid to the parents each month. For children 6 to 17, $250 with a, and then you, you know, multiply it by how many children you have, but there would be a maximum monthly payment of $1,250. A few more details. This would be administered monthly through the Social Security Administration, and it would be available to all children with the Social Security number. Right? All children. Now, there are some uh, income limitations. I'll read how it was explained by Senator Romney here. It says the annual child benefit is reduced by $50 for every $1,000 above the child tax credit, above the current child tax credit income phase-out thresholds. So uh, if you are a single person filing and you're making over two hundred grand uh, for every $1,000 over two hundred grand, you are going to lose 50 bucks. To the children and uh, joint filers, four hundred grand. So uh, that's a big chunk of money. Either way you look at it, um, what do you think about that? There has been uh, a lot of support 
a lot of support from both sides of the aisle. I saw uh, there are some Democratic leaders here in the state of Utah praising it. Uh, there are some uh, family organizations throughout the country, some nonprofits that have already uh, spoken up very vocally in support of this measure. Uh, there is one voice uh, speaking out against it, though, and that is a, a voice you're familiar with, Utah Senator Mike Lee. Right, the senior senator here from the great state of Utah, he, uh, alongside Florida Senator Marco Rubio, uh, they put out a joint statement. I, I walked through it a moment ago, but I'll I'll summarize here. It says, "We do not support turning the t- child tax credit into what has been called a child allowance, paid out as a universal basic income to all parents. This is not tax relief for working parents; it's welfare assistance." An essential part of being pro-family is being pro-work. Congress should expand the child tax credit without undercutting the responsibility of parents to work to provide for their families. Now, while not coming out directly and saying so, uh, you could infer that uh, Senators Lee and Rubio feel that after their analysis of the Romney plan here, that there may be an incentive to to stay home, that there may be an, an incentive uh, not to work. Now, I, uh, if you read through the literature released by Senator Romney, uh, he would certainly disagree with that. And if you think back to uh, even some of the conversations that I've had with the senator here, specifically when we talked about the $600 federally subsidized unemployment insurance compensation. You remember uh, early, in the, early in the COVID-19 days after that first a relief package, stimulus package, if you will, was passed. Uh, it was 600 additional dollars. But, well, listen, you, you don't need me to tell you. Uh, $600 per week on top of what the state was uh, handing out in terms of uh, unemployment insurance benefits. When, when we discussed that, the senator and myself here on these airwaves, uh, he was very clear that, listen, we need to be doing all we can so that it is not more profitable to sit at home out of the workforce than it is to get up, uh, dust yourself off and get to work. And uh, and so, you know, in terms of ideology, it'd be it'd be interesting, certainly, to get the two senators in a room together and have them uh, hash this out. In fact, maybe we'll give that a shot. We'll see if we'll uh, if we can arrange a little debate between the two of them. Uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, anyway, so that's what's going on on the Senate side, uh, and that's what's going on in the office of Senator Romney right now. We'll follow that, certainly. Uh, Jen Psaki, the, uh, the, what is her title? The press secretary uh, for the White House. She, uh, real briefly, uh, she kind of stuttered and stammered her way through support of this motion. We certainly welcome um, efforts or offers um, from uh, the, uh, our Republican friends, uh, for discussion and, and how we can improve the American Recovery Plan. So there you go. Yeah, take that for what you will. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, real quickly, though, I just have a, a few moments left before the commercial break and before our special hour of impeachment coverage. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Be sure to be tuned in next hour. Uh, before I go to break, though, uh, yesterday we dedicated so much time to the saga of Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, after the show concluded, uh, you, you probably have learned this by now, after the show concluded, a vote ultimately was cast on the House floor, and uh, all Democrats plus 11 members of the Republican Party voted to remove Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. 
Now, that doesn't mean she's out of Congress. She remains an elected member of Congress. Uh, floor votes will, you know, will still be available to her. She can cast her vote, uh, and she can do all the other things a member of Congress does except for operate in the capacity uh, of a committee member. So uh, we'll see what that means for the future of her career. Uh, there have been some in similar situations. Um, I think of uh, Representative Steve King, who was removed from his committee assignments. He sought reelection and was primaried out, meaning someone of his own party ran against him and beat him. And and so you know that didn't work out well uh, for Representative King. And uh, who knows? You know, we've got some time to see uh, how this plays out in the ballot box. But we'll follow the story, certainly. Uh, the reason I bring it up is all four of Utah's members uh, voted against stripping her of her committee assignments. And uh, uh, time is real tight. Shoot. Uh, but l- let me just point out that they have all condemned the the tone and the contents of her comments in the past. Uh, and yet, for the most part, they all argued, all of Utah's House members argued that uh, this really ought to be a responsibility left to the Republican caucus to handle uh, punitive measures like this, as has been, for the most part, the precedent set uh, over the years. Anyway, so that's going to do it for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not going to talk about her again. Uh, Quick break now. When we return, when we return, the impeachment of President Donald Trump, part two, a full hour dedicated to that very topic. What can we expect? What should we know going into it? That's next on Live Mike. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.